0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Yang Gang Podcast, your weekly go-to source for all things Andrew Yang campaign. We're coming at you again with more updates and information to help you stay on top of Andrew Yang's whereabouts and his um, his campaign's doings.
1: Yeah, we're we're out here running miles under four minutes. We're out here, you know, suplexing lions, you know... We're doing metaphorically these things, speaking, metaphorically speaking, and we're doing these things to keep you guys informed. So, today we're going to talk about new policies number eight, nine, and ten.
0: Those are in addition to the policies, we would like to note we are also going to give you updates on his Humanity First tour, of course, uh, his recent rally in Los Angeles, uh, his polling numbers, donations, things of that nature. So, yeah, um, that's a given. That's a given. We're back here. Over the next 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, we got you guys covered. Yes, we do. So, policies 8, 9, and 10, I believe, take it away.
1: Number 8, revive the Office of Technology Assessment.
0: Please, do explain.
1: If it feels like Congress doesn't understand technology, we got rid of the office that used to advise them on tech in 1995. I know. Let's bring it back pronto. That's direct tweet. And wow! Wow! Exactly.
0: 1995. It is 2019. People.
1: Yeah, dude. Okay, so I remember watching the Zuckerberg trials, which were about a year ago. There they weren't the Zuckerberg. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He had to testify before I believe.
0: It doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. The Zuckerberg trials it doesn't yeah. really roll off the tongue.
1: He, I think it was like the House Intelligence Committee or something sure. like that, and. I remember just the questions that they were asking him were just so, like, basic. They're not, like... Not well-informed questions. They weren't pressing
0: pressing the real issue. Because they don't... Because they don't know the real issue. Because they don't understand. Because they don't know technology. Here we go. I mean, who are the people questioning him? Their age... These are older... Older older gentlemen who did not grow up with it, and it's way over their head. You know, they're still struggling to type on their, their first iPhone. Yeah, it's... Back on topic, though.
1: Yeah, not that they don't have something to provide. But, yes, back on topic, that doesn't mean that this isn't extremely relevant. And I I believe that this would be a good policy. So this is, yeah, just to repeat it again, reviving the Office of Technology Assessment.
0: What would that person do? Okay. Because, honestly, he could assume that office if he doesn't win president because he's the one raising the red flag about um, AI what it's doing to the labor force, what's coming down the pipeline. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. So here's the brief from yang2020.com. The brief is, quite frankly, the level of technological understanding by some members of our government is embarrassing. Anyone who watched Congress question Mark Zuckerberg is well aware of this, and it makes it unreasonable to expect proper regulation of major... Yeah, exactly, dude. I didn't even read this. It might sound uninformed, but like I did not read this before this, and that's the exact thing that I thought of. Anyway, and it makes it unreasonable to expect proper relation, regulation of major tech companies. Yes, exactly, because nobody knows what question to ask or what they're talking about.
0: Doesn't seem like they're regulated right. at all.
1: Yeah, with or, what they're
0: with what they're doing in San Francisco, and it's just you know the Wild West pretty much out here. Yeah. Yeah
1: or legislation that addresses the larger technological issues that will continue to face in areas such as AI and cybersecurity. It's also impossible to imagine that Congress can provide full oversight over the executive branch, whose Office of Science and Technology Policy is staffed extensively, providing guidance and information on important te- technological developments to the president and other executive branch staff. Translate. The Office of Technological... I'm just going to keep reading. Well,
0: I mean, don't keep reading. Yeah. Okay. Elaborate. I would say... The chief technological officer of will help us do what?
1: it will help us be more well-informed in terms of our policies towards regulating these social medias. Like, there's so much, what, there's all these questions about Russia well, just social
0: media or things uh, beyond that?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know a lot of the things that I've heard about like if you watched what was it Jack Ryan they were communicating over like just a video game like a video game chat chat system system. right so these these issues just as an
0: aside Jack Ryan is a fantastic fucking excuse me fantastic show
1: on Amazon Prime
0: yeah anyway back to policy (laughs) number 8 staying on topic
1: yes I uh
0: so chief chief technological officer will bring that back policy number 9
1: uh um, okay, give me a second here. Policy number 9. Uh, I didn't finish I did not finish reading that.
0: Well, we, they can go to the website and read.
1: Okay. It. For more information, you can visit yang2020.com/policies. Anyway, new policy number 9.
0: Yeah, just just year. just touch upon it, just like briefly mention it. We'll I
1: like this one. I yeah, I read I read this one before. Eighteen-year term limit for Supreme Court justices. Eighteen. Let that sink in. Eighteen-year—that's a good amount of time. Almost That's two a good decades.
0: number. I wonder how we landed on eighteen. But um, I don't know either. It's in my opinion, it's better than a lifetime on the bench. Yeah. You get to the point where you know, are your mental functioning still, you know? Yeah, I going properly. It's, okay, it's you not you see even the world differently. That,
1: there's like if, a lot of like law firms will have contracts, like it written into people's contracts. Like if you hit a certain age, like you just kind of have to leave, right? And that at, and that's just kind of. Accepted. Well, I think it goes back to my community. earlier
0: point, um, in other podcasts right. about yeah, youth and vibrancy in politics. Yeah, I understand where age. And experience plays a part, but how the government is functioning, it needs to be lean, mean, and progressive, moving forward, adapting with yeah. the technology which is increasingly affecting our lives. Right.
1: Um, I mean, yeah. I would agree with this. I think that just in general, like, that one, that's a long time. 18 years is a long enough time to create policy, Right. I, let's 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 read up on this here. Let's see the brief. The brief. Our country is facing a crisis in the judicial branch. Our founding fathers intended this third branch of government to be free of political pressures, interpreting and applying the Constitution to the laws passed by Congress in order to ensure that no violations were found. But today, the Supreme Court is increasingly polarized around political lines, and the selection of a new justice is a bitter fight that divides the country. The process has become increasingly contentious, and very few Americans believe that the Supreme Court is impartial. The stats largely back up that they're correct. The number of 5-4 decisions reflecting the line between Republican-appointed and Democrat-appointed has increased in recent years. When a new seat opens up, lifetime appointments incentivize finding the youngest, most partisan jurists who can gain confirmation in order to ensure a particular bent on the court for as long as possible. That is true, 100%. Mm -hmm. That's why, like, you look at Neil Gorsuch, he's like mid-40s, I think. And just because they want they want him to be on the courts until what, like, 2060?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so, that's wild. That man would be on, on the bench. But if
1: it was an 18-year term limit, dude, tw- yeah. If it was an 18-year term limit, then yeah, that's not possible. But that's a radical change.
0: It is a radical change, but it would keep the bench fresh. Fresh minds, progressive minds, people, like, up to date with the goings-on in that moment could be a generational thing. I don't know.
1: Dude. Honestly... That's an interesting policy.
0: I haven't heard that introduced before by other candidates. I think this is
1: a great policy, dude. Why why can't we think... I feel like a lot of times... What it means to, to think as a progressive gets interpreted as it, it means you think in, in one way, right? It means you, you back you're certain it, you're, issues. you're written
0: off as like a socialist, which, you know, we saw that on the TV earlier this morning. It's like not all Democrats are socialists. But,
1: but to be a true progressive is to think of an idea like this.
0: Outside of the box. Yes. Not, you know, downtrodden by the status quo and how things have always been done. Like I said, that's an idea I haven't heard before. It's great. I think that's a great idea. Great idea. Policy number nine. Policy number nine. Eighteen-year term limit for Supreme Court justices. Okay. Check. Now,
1: if if Andrew Yang, if you listen to this podcast, I want to make a request here. Can you start threading your policies on Twitter? <laughs> I want a thread. I want them we, all. We need to a thread. Be, we need to we see need them all thread. coming
0: coming down. Right. But Policy then, number.
1: 10. Policy number 10 coming up. That was just a digression. This is something you might find, you might find interesting. This I is find like,
0: everything about Andrew Yang's campaign interesting. <laughs> As evident in the last policy we just discussed. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, new policy number 10. Extend Act to MMA and help MMA fighters form an association slash union. MMA fighters are being exploited to the extreme. UFC fighters only receive 10 to 15% of revenues versus 50% in other sports and are fired Whoa. when organizing.
0: Wow. This is a bit of a random one.
1: Yeah, this, this is. This is a bit
0: of a random one, the whole MMA thing. Which, I mean, what's your opinion on it? Because right now I'm just trying okay, to wrap my head I know around it.
1: When we went to see him speak in San Francisco. that's definitely
0: the only time I've ever heard someone mention that on a presidential political platform.
1: Yeah, well, we went to see him talk. I remember the person who opened up for him was actually a UFC fighter, and she was tagged in this tweet, so I imagine that she had something to do with this policy. However, this doesn't mean that it's untrue, and you and I both watched... You and I both watched that John Oliver where he talked about the WWF, right? Or is it WWE? I don't even... WWF. Yeah, WWF. And...
0: no. It's the WWE because
1: it's, it switched, right, it switched at some big,
0: point in time. A long time I don't ago. Know which we one we are, it is we don't now. watch much wrestling, we didn't so. we missed the point <laughs> but, on that but one. But
1: the point is all of these people are contractors, which I definitely think Andrew Yang has uh, talked about contractor versus full time and how people are incentivized. these companies are incentivized to make people contractors and yada yada yeah, that's a whole different topic, but but it is kind of on point that these people are contractors. And they don't get the same benefits as a full-time employee does in terms of health care and all of this, especially people like UFC fighters, right? You're putting your own lives at risk. They even have in the contracts, like, you risk death, right? And we are not liable. I would hope
0: they include that in there because that's a, so, that's a vicious sport.
1: I, I like this policy in terms of we need to start protecting these people. These sports do exist. People love them. People watch them. And there should be some regulations to protect
0: these people. He can open up a whole can of worms with the old NCAA thing, which that is just... That's mind-boggling. He has another policy
1: about that. I think we covered that. I think it's policy, like, number two, if I'm not mistaken. Hi, Don't quote me on that, because I don't know if that is, but (laughs) we would have talked
0: about it. Well, we could verify.
1: Yeah, we could. could.
0: While you verify that, that covers the three policies we were going to discuss today.
1: Speak on... uh, his, well, his that, recent... That, uh,
0: I was going to say, that was just a segue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. He was just recently in his, you know, he's doing his Humanity First tour, and he just finished up in L.A., having one of the biggest rallies yet, at over 2,000 people, making it onto local news. Um. And what, I mean, what we saw it in San Francisco, just the energy brought to his rallies. People really, you know... Are intrigued by his message, and um, once they've learned more about it, and just like us, when we learned more about it, we were... We learned about it, all about it, you know what I mean? Right. Um, he is one of only six candidates to meet both the polling and donation requirements to make the DNC debates, which is critical. Yeah, cool. I saw that. The other ones are Buttigieg, Sanders, O'Rourke, Harris, and Warren. And USA Today... Their readers ranked him at number one in terms of candidates they were most excited about, which I'd say damn right. Yeah. Um, they are heading to Nevada next. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting time to be following this. I just see more people. I swear, I was watching, been watching his Twitter account followers. Prior to the town hall, he had about 180,000 Twitter followers. Now he has 253,000. So, wow. Yeah, it's it's been growing pretty fast. That's exponential growth. If you could buy a stock in that, you'd have nice returns. That's all I'm saying. Um, so things are looking up. I, I'm very optimistic. It is still very early. Very early. What I have a problem with is that these... They know these networks, CNN. They know he exists, and they know yes. he's pulling well, and they still don't put him on. No
0: one's covering him. Why? No one's talking about. They don't this want man's message. They don't want. Why to. is it? Is I it, don't it the powers understand. that be? Is it the powers that be? You I think? don't. It, there's just. Is it the DNC silencing it's that much, message?
1: Too much logic. It's too much. It's too breaking real. The system.
0: It's too real. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I. Uh, but I think we live in a day and a time where we are finally like. You can hit, but here's the thing: he's not a third-party candidate because he's running, running as a Democrat. But you can have a candidate that really, truly challenges the status quo in a positive way, and um, and they can actually win.
0: I mean, he's hitting the campaign trail hard. He's on his 11th trip to Iowa soon. He
1: um yeah here's the thing I was I was watching recently watching CNN in the 2000s right and it's very interesting cuz I, I like I, those
0: shows the decades
1: yeah I don't think people spend enough time looking at history because history can tell us a lot about what is to come right and in the 2000s we saw April and it was Clinton Obama and Edwards, I'm pretty sure, were one, two, and three. okay? Clinton was up by but leave about 30 percentage points over Obama, who was basically tied with Edwards pulling it around 11, 12 percent. okay? So they go into the debates, they go into the debates, which are I believe in June, mm-hmm. and yep. Obama flips that all of that number. At the end of the first debate, he's leading. And so that's he was, uh, he
0: was an eloquent man. The men could speak.
1: Andrew Yang made the debate stage.
0: He did, and I'm excited about that. Running on the platform of universal basic income, updated economic measurements. Yeah. YGP over GDP, y'all already know. And a more modern approach to AI as part of the Democratic Party platform. That all sounds great, does it not?
1: It's time to bring the smart people to the table. Smart people
0: back to politics.
1: Yes. It's time. Who have
0: adaptive ways of thinking.
1: Yeah And Because
0: and, I think technology How fast it's been moving As of late Is is um, Further justification For that to happen Yeah Smarter More adaptable People Yeah To update this country's Hardware Yeah Right To exactly. use the AI metaphor Exactly are, We're running on a fucking like Windows I don't even know what Yeah and what what's required now in this day and age is you know, your yeah. top computer. I wish I had specific <laughs> names, but I'm not a techie. I'm sorry, people. I, uh, I don't
1: know exactly what you're talking about right now. What do you mean
0: you don't know what I'm talking about?
1: Are you making a metaphor?
0: Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying oh, okay. the American government is outdated yes. hardware yeah, and it needs I, to be I, fucking I updated. Excuse my language. I'm not supposed to swear, but I did. I'm sorry.
1: I completely <laughs> agree with you. It's it's about time that we change
0: no, it's about time really? that we have someone willing to deliver a practical, level-headed yeah. message that isn't attacking left or right. Isn't changing. he's yeah. not engaging yeah. in, in in the the political drama. He is staying cl- true to his message that this is what needs to be done according to my platform. And I think this these could be solutions. Right. Again, they're not might not be the cure all, but they are damn sure solutions that. Many people have not heard of before, and when you hear them, learn about them, hear him say it, Jeez. and explain it, you, you're like, actually, that sounds like it would work. He, these Andrew Yang, the coming. updated the updated hardware. Can I speak
1: on the last topic? I, I think I read that both Elon Musk and Jack Dorsey have donated to Andrew Yang's campaign. I,
0: they should shell out millions to him.
1: I uh, Get they, him
0: to where he needs to be.
1: They should. Here's the thing. I also heard what this released this past week, since we released a last episode, that Tesla announced that they were going to have 1 million fully autonomous, level 5 autonomy. Look that up. Robotaxis. Next year. Who? Tesla. Oh, my. Okay, here's the thing. People can say, yeah, Elon might deliver on that. Yeah, maybe he might not, but... If he doesn't deliver it on 2020, what oh, you he don't will. think you don't think it's he'll, gonna happen in 2021
0: or 2022? He, Elon hasn't gone away, people.
1: <laughs> like, it's
0: there. So we need a it's president right like Andrew Yang the, to be to be the voice of reason when things like this happen.
1: Andrew Yang was tweeting about this. Andrew Yang was tweeting about this yesterday or two days ago. Whenever he was in Las Vegas. And he was talking about how the MGM Grand has already replaced bartenders with robots. Already. Already.
0: How is that even like...
1: Cheep, 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 And it could... But here's the thing. You just... It's a voice command. We can already do that.
0: What are humans going to be left... With. ...to do if they replace bartending... If they replace the crafts and the tech world itself... What are humans left to do? what you think they can't do medicine? you think I mean they're going to replace doctors. They're already talking about that. Doctors aren't aren't immune to it. You know they could file records faster than a, a you know a secretary or a lawyer they could what are humans left to do? Yeah. So that's where Enter Andrew Yang is to he might not be able to he might not be the uh, the prince that was promised, but he could at <laughs> least he could at least uh oh, give us goodness. a buffer zone. Yeah. You know, he could build he could build okay. some sort of metaphorical buffer zone. Yeah, you know, to keep the winter from coming, which is in my metaphor, the AI right. walkers. I agree. Well But on that random we're note,
1: twenty minutes, so we should wrap it up. But I do wanna speak on one last thing, which is that I believe we need this dude to get elected president because like honestly we will say this in every we will we will wrap up every single
0: episode of this podcast with saying this man deserves to get very far into this race. Yeah. If not win. Yeah. The man deserves to win. This man's voice and platform needs to be heard. So in saying that, we urge you to do your part, donate what you can. Yeah. See if he's in a town near you. See if there's some sort of Andrew Yang, Yang Gang, you know, chapter in your area. Yeah. Volunteer. Do what you can. Um, also, in the meantime, you can check out the Yang Gang podcast for earlier episodes. In addition to our own originally designed apparel, yeah. which right now we are running a featured collection of uh, T-shirts, beanies, hats. Twenty twenty for twenty twenty. 2020 for 2020. Uh, and for Andrew Yang, he will be in Nevada next week, following up a good rally in Los Angeles. And after that, he will be back in Iowa for his 11th time to uh, to keep hammering hard, delivering his message. Yeah. He'll be, uh, yes, uh, Las Vegas, Des Moines, Seattle, and Minneapolis are his next four, and then finishing in New York. Yeah. So stay tuned. And until next time... Yang Gang 2020.